0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It is our podcast for the 15th day of March. I'm Paul White, and I thank you for your faithfully joining me on this podcast, and I want to thank all of those who are sponsor or partners. We don't really have sponsors, but we have partners, and a lot of people help us out a little bit financially to make sure that we can continue to do what it is we're doing, uh, to continue to bring these podcasts to you and all kinds of content. And uh, I, I want to say thank you. And if you want to help us, you can go to PaulWhiteMinistries.com and there's a spot there to, to donate or to link with us. Several different ways to give. I'll let the website do what it's supposed to do, and that's tell you all that information. We appreciate you so very, very much. Just an update uh, Greater Than Joan has been doing really well. We just had our second. Printing Our second shipment uh, arrived in the offices a week or so ago, a couple weeks ago actually, and uh, we, we've seen some good returns globally with that book. We're thanking God for it. I am still awaiting the release date for Audible. We've got ourselves, got all the way through all of the audio files, all is good there, and so now it's kind of in their hands and uh, it shouldn't be long. When it happens, when the book goes to Audible, uh, we'll let you know. It's me narrating it. It's the first book we've ever released to Audible, so the process is a little foreign to me. and. So I will. Uh, you'll be the first to know when I know. I'll let the DDP audience know immediately, in fact. Let's get back to Mark chapter 5. I have spent a lot of time with the story of the gathering demoniac. I've meant to tell you this for days, uh, and I just never, th- I don't think of it when I turn the microphone on for some reason. Uh, a few years ago, I did a sermon. We were in Goldsboro, North Carolina, and I did a sermon titled, Jesus Comes to the Gadarenes. You can find that message at our YouTube page, or you could probably just Google, Jesus comes to the Gadarenes, and then put my name, and it probably will pop up. And that was a sermon that I did that I had really remember praying over and working over that uh, I I think you might enjoy. And it says a lot of what we're saying in this podcast. It says it uh, in one sermon, and in deeper ways even than I'm going into on a daily basis. I thought about putting that up as a long-form Friday, but I think we're just going to keep working. We're just going to keep plowing through Mark, but I did want to let you know about it in case you'd forgotten or you joined us later. You've only been with us a couple of years, didn't know about it. Just search for Jesus comes to the Gatherings. Okay, Mark chapter five, verse nine, he asked him, what is your name? And he answered, saying, "My name is Legion, for we are many." Now, I think there's something to be said for the whole identity thing. Jesus asks the name, but he doesn't always do this. Um, this is rare. We don't see Jesus in his healing the blind man, or when he's healing, or uh, you know, the leper, or the deaf or the dumb, or even in cases of other demonic possessions. We don't see Jesus asking for people's name. Well, that causes me to think that something exceptional is happening here because it's sort of like when he names Lazarus in the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. He never gives any character a proper name in any parable except that one. And ironically, Lazarus was the name of a guy that had raised from the dead. And so it seems like Jesus might be pointing his audience to a resurrection of a man named Lazarus. And that could be why when he resurrects a man named Lazarus, the Pharisees try to kill that man named Lazarus because it didn't bode well for the rich man in the story. Lazarus was the winner. And you won't believe even if I raise one from the dead. And it was almost like an indictment. So when you have an unusual moment in a usual story, and what I mean is Jesus casting out devils is a usual story. Jesus performing a miracle is a usual story. It's not unique. It's, it's, not, it's not as if he doesn't do it over and over and over again. But when you have something unusual that happens inside of that, pay attention. So what happens in this is Jesus says, what's your name? And that lets us know that we should pay attention to the name. And the name is Legion. And Legion is the numeral, I'm sorry, Legion is the name of a Roman group of soldiers that numbered, some scholars say 5,000, some scholars say 6,000. But somewhere in the five to 6,000 soldier range was what was known as a Roman legion. Legionnaires were members of those Roman legions, and they were positioned all over the Roman Empire, various legions. And as Rome grew and shrank and grew and shrank, the number of legions would change. So there might be 15 legions, there might be 30 legions, each legion was numbered. So Le- the first legion, the second legion, the third legion, they would be all over. And they actually, they, they were not allowed in Rome. You didn't bring the legions into Rome, but you kept them on the borders of the empire. And they were the strong arm of enforcement for Rome. It's how they kept their enemies at bay was legion, the legions. And so the legions come to represent the force, the empire, the power So it stands for something. It stands for power and control and authority, but it it stands for violence as well. When Jesus says, what's your name? And the demons answer, legion, two things are happening. One, you're finding out that the young man is underneath the iron grip. This is in control. This is weaponized and strong. The second thing you're learning is that we might have an indictment against Roman militarism. That the fact that the story includes legion could be telling us that Jesus is doing something else, sending a message, a shot across the bow, if you would, to the military power of Rome, and he doesn't attack legion physically, but casts it out by the power of his own word. This is a prophetic image of how Jesus wins in the book of Revelation. Jesus never holds the sword in his hand, but the sword comes out of his mouth. And just as Jesus, through the power of his mouth, confronts legion, the powers that be, in the young man at Gadara, the Jesus of Revelation... Rides a white horse with his own robes dipped in his own blood. Having sacrificed himself, the sword that conquers the nations doesn't come from his hand, it comes out of his mouth. Because how does he defeat legions, a.k.a. the empires of the world, the power structures of the world? Through the power of his words. This is a snapshot in miniature of what Jesus does in his own resurrection. Tomorrow, Legion talks to Jesus, and Jesus responds, and there's more Roman imagery. We'll get to it then. See you then. God bless.